Locked on Nuggets. I'm your host, Matt Moore. You can find me on Twitter at HB Basketball. Joining me today, Adam Mares from DNVR for this world's finest edition of Locked on Nuggets. Adam, we are several weeks into the offseason. Do you miss basketball yet? I do. Um, not. It's not super painful just yet, but I do miss it. Do you miss basketball or do you miss playoff basketball? Because I, mean, I bet you no. miss the former and not the latter. I'm different than you in this way. I like basketball for the sake of basketball. Like, no, I, that's I, what I'm not saying. that you don't. Not that that's you don't. But I think, I think playoff basketball stresses you out too much. There's too much. Oh, it's too tense for you. I definitely am ready for the climb, the entire process of it that culminates in playoff basketball. I don't think I could be thrown right back into that, but I don't know. I miss, I miss it, man. I miss it. Well, if you want to get your fix on other sports, you can check out today's sponsor, sportsbetting.com. New players get a welcome bonus, a 100% risk-free week of sports betting up to $500. Visit sportsbetting.com backslash locked on nuggets today. On today's show, we are going to talk about one key thing. We want to see each player on the nuggets, each important player, each key member of the nuggets work on going into next season. We'll talk about that in segments one and two. In the final segment, I've got a prop. There is an odd out. There's odds out on not the Nuggets win percentage, but or their win total, rather. But because we don't know how many games there's going to be, I do have the win percentage. So we're going to take a look at that in the final segment. So, Adam, let's get started with today. Let's. Real quick. All right, so let's start at the very top. Nikola Jokic. Oh, wow. Like, Quite a roller coaster year for for Jokic, uh, All NBA selection, All Star, phenomenal performance versus the Clippers. Had the big downturn at the beginning of the season. Um, I think proved a lot of doubters wrong in the playoffs for the second year in a row. Um, shut you and I up after we. I I particularly buried him after Game Three of the Jazz Me series. Too. No, not you particularly. I did too, man. I was never um, more critical of Jokic than I was then. What's the one thing you would like to see Jokic work on in the offseason? So I don't know if it's so much about a thing to work on in the offseason or if it's – because I don't always know. Like some of the stuff, especially as you get older, I, I don't know that it's like, hey, he can add a three-point shot or he can add this or that. To me, the next and perhaps final phase for Jokic for him to really overcome is the ability and willingness and determination to just destroy guys individually. We always say this of Jokic. He reads the court well. He, you know, he he always makes the right play. I want him to be really good at making the wrong play from time <laughs> to time. I, sometimes I want him just to go and say, "These guys can't guard me. I'm going to put up uh, enormous numbers." Because I think he has the talent to do it, and I don't think he quite fully understands. Sometimes making the wrong play is the right play, and I, I think for me that's what it is. This is increase of aggression and and just a, a will to dominate his matchup. I like to see him carry his diet into the offseason. I think it's mm -hmm. I think it's important for him to come in in shape. Uh, I was willing to give him a pass last year, honestly, because he had the longest playoff run, longest stretch of basketball playing night to night of his career. He had only like a month and a half off before he had to start getting ready for FIBA play. Played with the Serbian national team that did not go great. Um, that's not going to be a problem, <laughs> obviously, in this offseason. So that's not going to be an issue. He does he is going to get a full you know two to three months off to recovering and get back. So I'd like to see, you know, he's getting to be, he's getting out of his, his let's see, how old is he now? 25? 
25. He's getting out of his young 20s. He's getting into his older 20s, which means that he still has a little bit before he gets to 30. And as we all know, the wheels start coming off immediately if you are somebody <laughs> that's over 30 like I am. So he's got some time on that, but it would still be good if he wants to get to the elite level. Part of it is just like, I think he'll just, he seemed to feel better. Like he just seemed yeah. to feel better after he lost the weight. Like it just, I don't know if it was emotionally or mentally or whatever, but he just seemed like a literal weight had been lifted. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> well and that, and, and that I think helped him a lot. I just think that a lot of it's just like, I think a lot of it's just like moving past, like, but I like soda. It's like, okay, but I'm a professional athlete, you know? And like, I don't have to make those determinations because I'm not a professional athlete. And, and it's kind of a bummer that he does, but that's the one thing I think I would like to see from Jokic is I'm not saying he has to come in jacked, you know, I'm fine with whatever weight he's comfortable at, but I do think that his conditioning needs to be in good. I, I don't want to see the, the two month Jokic slump to start the season again. One thing I'm curious about, there is a theory that the reason he got so skinny this year was because he was getting married. And of course that marriage was supposed to happen over the summer. So it makes sense that in January, February, okay, he's starting to really get ramped up for that. And then of course quarantine hits and the season gets extended. He's had to stay skinny for longer. That's one theory. So I'm curious if that's it, if there was these like other reasons for it, or if this was a sign of maybe perhaps a new Jokic. I'm optimistic that's the second, that it's the latter. I think there's a new, okay, I have to do. Remember he said in his meeting when we were going into the bubble, he said like, what was I supposed to say? I always said I wanted to play heavy, but that was really just an excuse. I don't know. I feel like there might be a little bit of an awareness there of like, okay, funny times also, over. a great reminder to just don't trust professional athletes when they tell you something convenient. <laughs> like, just don't do it. So true. Because like, we were guilty of that. Like, he said we, that. Like, well, yeah, no, we ran with it. He says he likes he's, it's like no, he was just saying that because he was fat. Like that's just so true. All it was. Jamal Murray coming mm. off of a sensational, phenomenal, incredible run. Um, what do you think that Jamal Murray should dedicate himself to in the offseason? There's a lot. Um, I, well, the younger you are, I think the more there's things you could throw on this list, but the number one thing for me, for him is three point volume and specifically three point volume off of off ball action, meaning quick shots, you know, coming off of a pin down, going right into your shot, coming across the pick and roll, going right into your shot. I think for him, he showed a lot of this in the playoffs. That's part of why he was so dynamic. It's so good. I want to see that extend outside the bubble to where he's a guy that Denver can take off ball. I think next year playing a little bit more with Monte Morris, playing more with, with uh, Will Barton, maybe having, you know, the ball in Michael Porter's hands a little bit more than it was this year. And so it just gives an opportunity for Jamal Murray to really stretch the defense. If he can get elite at catching the ball on the move and going up, we saw that with Tyler hero and Duncan Robinson, what having two weapons like that on one team can do. I think Jamal Murray is a good enough player to do that. I think if he could become elite at that skill set, it's going to help Denver. So for me, I think it's just simply, uh, it's more of a decision-making thing. And even the Nuggets, people I've, I've talked to have kind of singled this out. It's just like, you just got to take more threes. Yeah. yeah. And I think he, I don't think it's something he needs to work on. That's more of a mindset. I think with Jamal and Yoga, just more mindset stuff because their games are already right. so good that you right. don't really need to like, they don't need to add a different dimension. Like Jamal's got every possible thing. Like he showed in the, in the postseason that he's got everything in his bag that he needs. Yeah. There is nothing that he needs to throw in that bag. I think that, you know, and defensively he's where he needs to be too. Like he's good enough defensively right now. He doesn't need to improve on that end. Like you always need to be improving, but like realistically Jamal's more than good enough defensively. He's more than good enough passing. He's more than good enough running the offense. He's more than good enough understanding pick and rolls. Um, it really is just a matter of 
being willing and knowing the timing of when to be like, I need to, I, we need a three here, or I need to find myself into a three. It's going to help the offense. Like if you're bombing threes off of the dribble, it's just going to change that defensive coverage and being willing to hit more of those. I think is going to help the Nuggets offense needs to be just spectacular next season. It needs to be incredible next year. Um, not because the defense is necessarily going to be worse, but just it would be important, I think, going forward. So that's my number one thing is um, being more comfortable with just launching those threes off the dribble, which should yeah. not be a challenge for him, given how much he likes Steph Curry. Um, but I think it's something that he needs to, to definitely get adapted to. To so, your point, though, it is a mind frame. And I do think that some of this is just the mental aspect of okay this is a good shot that the team needs me to take i have to gun some of these every game and that does take i think a certain amount of like work in the offseason of practicing that shot visualizing it and saying this is my arsenal let's do one more before we go to break okay and let's do mpj because i think he's oh, definitely geez. the third most important player and uh boy where to start with mpj but i'm curious to know where what you think the number one thing that mpj <laughs> needs to work on in the offseason is now this one, you're, the obvious answer is defense, but I just don't know. I'm not going to take that one because I don't know where you can say in the offseason he's going to work on it. I do think his body is probably high on the list of just building up some core strength, some late, lower lo – his legs are really skinny. I think he needs to add – if you look – I'm always blown away when I look at NBA players in real life how big their legs are. Like even the skinny players' his legs are usually – a little bit thicker than you would guess. I just think he needs to add some muscle in his in his lower body to be able to withstand how much and how long an a season is, and just how grueling and gr how much of a grind a playoff run is. So I'll say, if you're wondering about defense, the only person I've ever heard that's worked on defense in an off season is Kelly Oubre. Drew Hanlon mm. um, has said that Kelly Oubre went to him and was like, "I want to get better at defense," and Drew was like, <laughs> "Well, so we're really, what do you want to work on?" And Kelly's like, right. "No." Like, if I'm going to stick in the league, I, I have to get better at defense, um, which this is another reason I'm huge on Kelly Oubre. Any player that's willing to put in that work, no. uh, I'm very high on. So, but that's not going to be MPJ. Um, I think the biggest thing is for him is honestly, um, besides just memorizing the playbook, like he just needs to memorize, like he just needs to quiz himself constantly every day on both ends of the floor. Like if X, then Y. He just needs to do that like a mental exercise every single day. Beyond that, I think the biggest thing is probably shooting off the catch. He, yeah. he there are situations in which he, he was very willing to take those spot up jumpers, but there were also a lot of times when you could tell that he was stuck in between like, what well, I kind of want to get in my move. And it's like, look, man, you know, if, if the defense is at this point, you need to take the shot. You don't need to hesitate. Yeah. You don't need to think about it. You need to be more willing. And, and honestly, sometimes I think that because he was trying so hard not to be a black hole, he was trying yes. to defer too much. So now, much. I have no concern over the long term that that would not <laughs> be a problem with MPJ. Um, but I do Maybe think even over finding, the short term, to be honest. Yeah, but him finding, like, I do, I do think finding a comfort zone in different variations on where and when to shoot. Like, a lot of it's just, like, off-screen stuff that we've talked about. Those, I think, are key for him going forward. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll get to the rest of the Nuggets roster uh, and what they need to work on in the off season. But first, I want to tell you about sportsbetting.com. Today's episode is sponsored by sportsbetting.com. Uh, they're passionate about sports and they're the authority on sports betting. With their own in-house bookmakers, sportsbetting.com is known for their sharp odds and low juice. That means the best prices for you. You have to shop for the best prices. If you're paying 117 minus 120 on some of the on, on standard line, you don't want me doing that. You want to pay the, for the best price. You want to get the best return when you're right about the Broncos upsetting my Chiefs this weekend. Not going to happen. New players get a welcome bonus, a 100% risk-free week of sports betting up to five. 
$100. Sportsbrain.com offers no hassle bonuses, which is a one-time playthrough. Take advantage of their NFL touchdown and first touchdown scores. Get your action on at the home of sports betting. That's sportsbetting.com backslash Locked on Nuggets. We're also brought to you today by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and lemon almond cheesecake. They got the old standards like banana bread, mint brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. The cookies and cream bar, for instance, which I had one yesterday, has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four gram net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, back here on the Locked On Nuggets podcast. Actually, you're the host today. What am I doing? Stepping right over you. Took a pause and you confused me. That's okay. I'm all right with that. That's okay. We're co-hosts. Like I cleared out. Yeah, I cleared out. I was like getting ready to call an ISO, and I'm like, hold on. I don't want an ISO. Batman and Superman often have get get confused on on who to attack. It's okay. World's so fine. Batman doesn't actually have any skills, and Superman can't is like indestructible except for one thing, right? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Which That's one? Am, which one are you? And which one am I? Oh, there's no need to worry about that. <laughs> there's no need to worry about that, Clark. No, no need to be concerned about that. So That's funny. continuing on with the one thing the Nuggets need to get through, uh, need to work on in the offseason, let's assume Jeremy Grant does resign with the Denver Nuggets, which, boy, am I getting more nervous about it every day as we get closer to the offseason. Um, if there's one thing that you want to see Jeremy Grant work on, what is it? Jeremy Grant. So for me, he is close to becoming a reliable off-the-dribble player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that his moves are very predictable. I think his handle is somewhat robust, like his skill set, his his body type, his talents allow him to have a lot there, but I just feel like it's really raw. So for me, I would, if I were his trainer, I would be working exclusively on the scenario of the ball swings to him and he has a lane to the basket, not just an open shot, which I think he's very good at, but how can you get to the basket in one or two dribbles max and just the economy of motion, your, your go-to moves, your counter moves. So right now, straight line drive attack. Okay, you got that. Fake left, go right. Fake right, go left. You got that. But there's just like little layers off of that. I don't think he's going to be a guy that has these complex four-part combo moves, spin move, step back, whatever. He just needs to be able to have that get to the rim quickly, make a decision in control. And I think he's close. If he can do that, I always talk about this. You either need to be an elite three-point shooter off ball, or you need to be able to attack closeouts. This is why I think P.J. Dozier can be a floor spacer because he's so good at if you close hard on him, he's going to go around you. I think Jeremy Grant has an opportunity to be both. He knocks down his three-point shot, but can he put the ball on the floor and go to the basket? That's what I want to see more from him. He started to do that, by the way, in the Lakers series at the end. Yeah, he did. So do you think that Grant can add muscle and still be springy and wiry? Can he add size and still be the same player? Maybe a little bit. I, I don't know. Um, I really I really don't know how to answer that. I don't know that he necessarily needs to. I mean, we're going to mm-hmm. point to LeBron James, but I don't know. Sometimes the length, if you're strong enough to hold your position, is, is enough. I think that might be the case for him. So I guess the question is, uh, my, my kind of question is, is do you want to transition him full time to a to a three, which he very much has played with this Denver Nuggets team, right? Or do you want to convert him more to a combo and a little bit more of a stretch four, even with as big as MPJ is, just because MPJ 
gets lost so often that maybe it's good to have like another big man that's going to be not going to foul as much. Like, do you want him to like, would, would you rather, I think I probably lean toward the idea of Grant needs to stay where he's at, play springy, be very wiry, just focus on length athleticism, that that's his best approach with Millsap taking a, a, probably a step backwards this season in terms of the rotation and minutes and probably in the starting unit. Um, that's the question is like, do you, is he going to need, like, you'd love to see him be a better rebounder, but if he's going to be a better rebounder. He's probably going to add some, some muscle up on top. And I don't know if, that's worth the cost. I don't think it is. I also think we overstate this sometimes. Like, who is he really struggling against? Is he struggling against Marcus Morris physically? I don't think he is. Right. You know, Marcus Marcus isn't going to be a guy that gets the ball a whole lot. Is he struggling against Derek Favors? Maybe. I just don't think you build your team to worry about the Derek Favors is of the world. I think your team collectively can sort of attack those types of players. So, I, I, to me, he is a little bit more of a 3-4 combo. He's a 3 probably offensively. Um, maybe, a, you know, I, I don't know. He goes back and forth between what he can do. The Nuggets didn't play him at three very much during the regular season. I know that's crazy right. to think about because he played so much of it in the postseason. I don't know, but that his body is a concern to me. I, I just, I think he is what he is. And I think it's going to work against most players. I want to give you this opportunity to talk about Bull Bull as you oh. have hitched your, your wagon to him. I have. Um, I kind of have hitched my wagon to Bull You Bull. have hitched your wagon to him. And so what is the one thing above all else? The ball ball needs to work on in the offseason. Now, his is strength because he is below that threshold of like Jeremy Grant gets pushed around by some of the bigger guys, but he's so long that it's still like it's like Rudy Gobert. Jokic can bury Rudy Gobert under the basket, but once he goes up, Gobert's so long he could still challenge the shot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that bowl needs to get to be that strong like he needs to be strong enough that when he gets buried under the basket you don't just turn and smash him through the rim which is exactly what happens to him right now so um for me it's it's going to be a lot of just him adding his strength and like i said with all young players we could point to a million different things with him we haven't even seen most of his game to really know where his strengths and weaknesses are just yet but i think all of it begins with does he just get dunked into the hoop every time a big guy is on the court with him I think you have to be concerned because if you add muscle and weight, that increases the weight on his knees and feet. Yeah. yeah. And that is what contributes to those injuries for big men. So yeah. you have to somehow manage to keep him light while making him sturdier. And that combination is going to be a very delicate balance to the Nuggets training staff. That's, uh, that's going to be a real challenge. I think, there's also yeah. the question of just if he can add weight. Like, I mean, I, I really do think he's going to be one of those guys that looks like Kevin Durant where it's like, yeah, he's a lot stronger. You can see it in how he battles, but you can't see it from just looking at him because he looks the same. Right, right. Um, hopefully we will not discuss what he can bench like we do with Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, I don't care Probably what Kevin I don't care what Kevin Durant can bench. He's seven foot and shoots right. 50, 40, 90. Um, PJ Dozier, interesting case. Yeah. probably going to get a little bit, at least a shot next season at a bigger rotation. What do you want to see from PJ Dozier? I think I would probably lean towards uh better finishing at the basket. Mm, that's a good one. Um, along those same lines, it's just my only take with PJ. The only thing that keeps me from being a full on PJ is going to be an elite player's <laughs> take is that I just think he's a little thirsty sometimes. Like he's a great player when he scales it down a lot. Um, his great games are the games where he's scored two points, made a grunch of passes, you know, maybe four or five assists, 
looked and had some great defense. That's who he is on this Nuggets team. Shooting six, seven, eight times a game, which I think he is one of those guys that always has his eye on the hoop. Then I think the Nuggets are in a little. He doesn't quite fit in. So to me, it's shot selection and and just sort of like figuring out the aggression meter. Yeah, let's see him get a little bit better at finishing at the rim. Um, if you're going to be the, his type of guard, you need to be able to finish at a high rate. Uh, I think that's going to be a, yeah. a big key for him. I think most of his stuff is like he's got to transition into like big rangy floor general, and there's guys that he can model himself after that are like that. Who? Uh, Drew Holiday is not a bad yeah. comp, I think, for for PJ Dozier actually to try and work on is like how can I be good at all these different areas? Um, so that's where I, I kind of come down on PJ Dozier. Monte Morris, here's another entry. We kind of forget how young Monte is because he acts like so mature, but still a very young player, probably a low ceiling. But what's the thing that you want to see Monte Morris work on? I don't have one. Okay. I don't have one. The thing I have for Monte Morris is that I'd like to see him play with Jamal Murray a lot more. That's yeah. not something he can work on, but I do think right. it's that I'm very curious about. The, two years ago, they played a lot. This last year, I think it was like 50 minutes or something. They barely played until the playoffs. I'd love to see that combination more, but this is the problem with Monte. I think he's awesome. I have no idea how he gets better. Yeah, I think that's a legit concern. I think we've been through most of the young guys. We talked about Jared Cook. We talk about some of the other dudes, but I think that we've been through most of the uh, the main ones. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk. Do you about, want to do a Gary or Barton one or not? Not really. I think that they're established products. I think okay, those guys that's are true. Those yeah. guys are five, six years in. Like, there's always things that you can work on and improve. But I think that those guys have gotten like they are who they are in the NBA at this point, which is not like they're very good players. And so I I don't necessarily have like me, yeah. Oh, no. sorry. Let me say this just about Gary Harris. I would rather him improve his getting and finishing at the rim than his three-point shot. So that's you don't want to see him work on his floater. Is that not what you? <laughs> I would. Not his numbers on floaters are better than you think. I'll say that. His numbers on floaters <laughs> are better than you think. Doesn't so. mean anything. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll tell you what does mean something, and that's erectile dysfunction. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it. Okay. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA today. And if approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNBA. We'll be right back on Locked On. Final segment here on Locked On Nuggets. Thanks for making this part of your day. Matt Moore joined by Adam Mares, world's finest for a Wednesday. Adam, there is an odds maker out there that has put out a very, very, very early, very preliminary number on what winning percentage the Nuggets will have next season. Not their win total, because we don't know what the season's going to look like. <laughs> right. We might have 66 games, we might have 57 games, we might have 70 games, we might have 82. But the number that the Nuggets have been given for a winning percentage for next season, regardless of how many wins, uh, how many games are played, is 0.610, which 
averages out to a 50 win pace. So the can we just talk about this as as the the 82 game pace? Because I there's no way I can do the math. To, no, no, I'm gonna make you do all the numbers. I'm gonna make <laughs> you do this. Um, the Nuggets Pythagorean expectation, and if you don't know what that is, basically it's it's the expected wins that they were supposed to have. If you factor point differential versus strength of schedule, the Nuggets should have wound up with about 46 wins, which I think was below actually what their pace was for their actual winning percentage. Um, Much of that I think was probably influenced by the bubble where they were shorthanded and did not play well. Right. Uh, So all of that. They won a lot of close games more than most teams. So the question I have for you right here, right now, Adam is, are the Nuggets going to win more than 50 games next season or less? Again, relative to an 82-game season, I think more. And I actually kind of think it's important that they win more. I think this Nuggets team is set up to be a very good regular season team. I think there's going to be an enormous amount of consistency. And every year that that consistency gets even more important because they've been through so many battles. They just can pick on running. They can have a hot start. This offseason, there might be some teams at the top that have a lot more turmoil. I mean, Houston Rockets, brand new coach, brand new GM, maybe some new pieces on the roster. The Clippers probably going to have some really big changes. The Warriors are coming back from this giant hiatus. I think Denver has a little bit of an advantage there. And then on top of that, they're just going to be a good regular season team again, in my opinion. They're going to have even more offensive weapons. Teams aren't going to be able to attack their weaknesses on a night-in, night-out basis. And I just think that they're going to be able to rack up wins. So I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to take quite a bit over. I think Denver has a chance to have their... I, we might look back at the five or six year run, whatever it is. We're, we're two years into a five or six year run for this Nuggets team. I think there's a chance that this next season is one of their better regular season win totals. I mean, it should be like factoring ever, everything. I think that you can definitely make the case that it should be um, yeah. 100%. So last season, if they had finished out their actual the actual season they finished uh on pace for 51.66 or let's just round it off and say 52 wins uh obviously had 54 the year before so what the number is saying is like the numbers are expecting a little bit of a regression right which is they're gonna the odds makers are gonna put these a little bit more hesitant because they don't know the status of grant they don't know what the offseason is gonna look like like right if the warriors make some sort of big trade then all of a sudden the war the nuggets numbers are gonna go down if um if any like any of these teams make significant moves there's going to be that like the nuggets will like what they're basically saying is there are more outcomes where the nuggets lose ground in the western conference which is also interesting i will say that their numbers on houston are abnormally are still very high which which i think is absurd because you're losing mike d'antoni and mike d'antoni's hard and we're good for 50 wins yep without mda i don't have nearly as much confidence in that number i think the rockets take a step backwards I'm not entirely convinced the Jazz are going to be what they should have been this year. I don't have a lot of faith in that. Um, especially, we just there's still a lot of instability there with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Like that relationship is still not great. Um, right. You know, I think if you look at the Clippers, are going to be the same in terms of they'll be at the same level. You know, they shift pieces around. Like Montrez Harrell is going to be gone. Lou Williams may be gone, but they might get better. Um, the Lakers will still be where the Lakers are. They're not going to be. They're not going to be substantially different. Um, I do think though that that 50. 50- is a weird number of Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, and MPJ are going to be on this roster. All three of those players are going to be on this roster. And they can those score. three and those three together should win more than 50 games with any sort of competent roster around them, even with injuries. 
I actually think the biggest X factor here is Paul Millsap because mm-hmm. Paul Millsap, when he's on the court with the Nuggets over the last three years, was phenomenal. I know it didn't always pass the eye test, but the Nuggets just won. And I do think that if he's back, which I expect he will be, but if he's back, I just don't think he plays that many minutes during the regular season. So can Denver survive without him? But look, Michael Porter, I expect to be significantly better next year for the Denver Nuggets, in part because I think he's going to play from day one instead of day 30. But he's going to be better. You know, Jamal Murray, I think, is going to be better for the Nuggets. Nikola Jokic, I think, is going to be better for the Nuggets. So I just, uh, to me, this team is going to be meaningfully better in the regular season. It's hard to say they're going to be better in the postseason because it did feel like Murray played so far above his average his career average but if we just look at the regular season yeah i think denver is going to be really good next year i think they have a great shot at the one seed next year in the western conference a great shot yeah um i will say like that i've gone back and forth on this with like yeah but like yeah like aren't they due for injuries and it's like they had bad injuries the last two seasons yeah and there's no yep. reason as much as i will knock on wood like there's no real reason to think Jokic is going to pick up one because his game isn't his game does not lead itself to severe injuries. Like he's at least low risk is the way you could put it. He's yeah. low risk. Like how are you going to hurt yourself if you don't jump? Like it's just like not <laughs> a problem. Um so yeah, but I'm speedy, with you on that. athletic Jokic, the one that's yes, coming. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming. Um, the leaper. Uh yeah, so I think I, I think that barring some sort of internal combustion, there's always events that it can can occur, but I do tend to think that I would take the over on the Nuggets right now. I would probably take the Nuggets on the over at 54 and a half. Like that's I think so too. I really do. Now the question is just like how many teams are going to be above that? There's usually one 60 win team in the league, 60 wins or more. And then there's usually like a handful at between 57 and 52. There's like two or three in that range. Yeah. Um look, the Nuggets were in this two spot for most of the season. Um, and we yep. just you're gonna have to show me the Clippers are gonna go all out. Um, because you can say like, yeah, but the Clippers didn't go all out last season. They finished above the Nuggets. The Nuggets left so many freaking games on the table last year. That's what was crazy is they finished third in the West. And like, it was a frustrating season watching them because you were like, you left so many wins on the table. I think Michael Porter might be the thing that tips that over the edge. I just, he's, he's just one more guy to that that can get the, the 10 point win to turn into a blowout win in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I do expect Denver can have a little bit of that. I think they're good. The other thing is, and it sucks that, maybe we might not have a full 82 game season because the Nuggets all-time record is 57 games. They've gotten to 54. I'd Mm -hmm. love to see this team establish that record. I just think it would be a cool thing for them because I happen to believe that this team has a great chance of being the greatest Nuggets core, you know, of all time. So I would love to see them start to produce sort of more milestones that lend itself to that. Well, let's let's split the middle, okay? Let's just have a 57 game season because I'm tired of the regular season being so long and they can go 57 and 0. And then Perfect. they'll tie it. I guess and everybody wins. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. I'm in, Matt. You talked right, me into it. All right, we'll book it. That's going to wrap it up for Locked On Nuggets today. Thanks for joining us. I'll be back tomorrow with a special guest. And Adam and I will be back for a World's Finals edition on Friday. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Nuggets. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Please help so much. It's a big deal. Please rate, review, subscribe. Check out all the great shows on the Locked On Network. And we will see.